dreams, purpose, vision, an idea of who you want to help, how you want to help them, and away you go. You try, you fail. You try, you fail. You try, you fail again. Driven to your knees. Now, a story of inspiration is next with Matt Miller, Mayor of Ashland City. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. And so let's talk about the definition of success before we even get started. Folks, if you think it's all about money, fame, fortune, accomplishing things on your own, that's not what today's show is all about because our guest today is making a difference every day he wakes up and every moment that he spends as a leader in, in his city for his people, for his businesses, uh, helping them to grow and helping make an impact in their lives. And he is uh, getting that done. And he may not be able to tell you that he's getting it done. He may know that there's a lot of other people that were getting it done, but I promise you that as mayor of Ashland, Ohio, Ashland is accomplishing great things. And so Matt Miller, our guest on Dash of Grid, I give you some credit for uh, bringing Ashland to a great spot. And I thank you for being a guest on the Dash of Grid. Well, you're very kind, Brian. And I certainly appreciate those opening remarks, but you actually, you hit it right on the head. And that is, there's a lot of people in the community of Ashland that are working hard to move it forward right now. And the truth is it is exciting at this point in our city's history because we're beginning to see the fruits of our labor. The place looks better, it feels better. And quite honestly, I think people's spirits and understanding of what Ashen can be and will be in the future is changing in a positive way. And I've seen that and I can feel it when I'm on the streets and I, and I can feel it when I talk to businesses and I'm, and I'm so grateful for it. And so I'll ask you this question, uh, being at the forefront of that and uh, leading that charge, uh, to me, that's successful enough. I'm interested in what are you most proud of right now as you kind of look at where things stand for Ashland and where things stand for Premier Matt Miller? What, what's got you excited right now? Now that's a great question, and I think we kind of already hit on it. And the bottom line is this. There are two aspects to building and improving a community. Number one, there's this side that everyone looks at as an outward measure of what's happening in a city. And that means is dirt being moved, or streets getting paved, our buildings being renovated, and so on. And that's important. But I have to tell you, I believe the most important work that's taking place in Ashland is a resurrection of our own spirit here in this community. People are feeling more positive about what's going on in Ashland and what they perceive will go on in Ashland than quite honestly ever before in my lifetime. And I grew up here, I was born in the hospital. And I know we went through a period where we were often hearing people talk about the fact that, well, we lost this business or this closed down and so on. And uh, some aspects of the city maybe weren't being kept up the way they once were. Maybe the park started to look a little tired. Some of the equipment, weeds growing a little tall at the edge of town. Well, during the last three or four years, we have really made an effort to not only mow the grass and clean up the equipment and repave the streets, but also to tell people, our own people, about what a wonderful place we are and what we can be. And I think that is probably, if there's anything that I would highlight as one of the parts of being mayor that I've enjoyed the most, it's been able to be a part of lifting people's spirits about our very own city. 
And that's what you, I think that's what you came out to do. You saw that it needed to be done. It, I think it has been done. I know there's plenty more to do, um, but you're, you hit it on the head, that, that spirit that you've been able to, to lead the charge towards. Um, I can't thank you enough for it. And, and so I want to ask a question. So, so here you are, you're the mayor of Ashland and these things are going great. And I am so thrilled that you are because I saw the other days as well. But I'm interested now. Let's talk about grit. Let's talk about overcoming challenges. Yes. You're now the mayor. You weren't always the mayor. You didn't even really ever maybe think that you would be or want to be the mayor. You were trying for a congressional run. And so I'm interested in maybe taking a step back and talking about some of those experiences running for Congress and how that might have over, you know, over time come to fruition. I'm interested in that story. Can you tell me about that? Absolutely. And I'd have to go back and check, but I believe I've actually lost more elections than I have won. Well, that takes least, grit. Or at least we're finally at break even, I think. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> I'd have to go back and look. But okay. I'll tell you, uh, you're right. At one point in my life, probably about 28, I was serving as a county commissioner and I decided to run for the U.S. Congress. Now, this was not a decision that I entered into lightly, but anyhow, not that that's important, but at that point, I felt that I was to move toward Washington, that I was to run for the U.S. Congress. And uh, coming from a small county over here on the eastern, western side of the district, I knew that in order for me to get my name out and win and so on, I would need to challenge the incumbent. So I did that. The long and the short of it is I ran in 2006 and lost. Ran in 2008, lost. Ran in 2010 and lost three times in a row. And I poured my heart and soul and so many volunteers did. We poured so much into those races. And even though I felt with all of my heart that that is where I was supposed to be, run, loss, run, loss, run, loss. And I have to confess to you, Brian, at that point, I remember after that third uh, loss, after running for that congressional seat, going into my office at the Salvation Army, getting down on my knees, closing the door and saying, Lord, I don't care if I ever go to anything political again. It was quite a time in my life. And so I'm wondering, so and I want to get back to that point on your knees. But first, I, I want to know how from a county commissioner, the dream to go to Washington. And there had to be a ton of people telling you, Matt, you can't do it. Man, it's just too big a jump. There had to be all these forces, and yet you you forced your way through. And I'm thrilled that you did because I don't think you end up where you are today that if you didn't, but we're going to get to that too. Absolutely. How did that feel, especially after that first loss? Didn't it just feel like giving up and saying, no, this won't work? Well, you know, the crazy thing is if you know anything about politics, prior to my run for the U.S. Congress, I was uh, seen as an up-and-comer. You know, a young guy, 22 years old, the youngest commissioner in the state of Ohio, uh, had served with two other commissioners who were very strong here in Ashland County and learned a lot from them. We were doing good things for the county. And so all of a sudden, I went from being a positive guy, meaning that people, when they saw me in the political spheres, really saw potential, to now being this renegade that was challenging the status quo. It wasn't my turn to run. It was the term that you would often see. And now I went from being a guy that everyone was encouraging to being the guy that everyone was discouraging. And yet, in my heart, I believed I was running for Congress because that is what I was meant to do. That is what I was supposed to do. The timing was right. The doors were opening and off I went. The great irony is this, though. 
even as I sit here today, I do not doubt for a moment that I did the right thing. I believe I was supposed to run for Congress both of those or all three of those times. The interesting thing is, however, what I thought would be accomplished from those three runs for Congress was very different than what God knew he was going to accomplish through my three runs from Congress. And basically, if I had to summarize, I would say after running and losing, running and losing and running and losing, and I will tell you it was it was heck. <laughs> to put it lightly, <laughs> put it, lightly. it was heck. Yeah. Because to go from being someone that people were encouraging to now being the guy that uh, when you'd enter the room, people were like, oh, well, well, you know, There's and that so guy. on. Yeah. Let me tell you, that grew me up fast. Mm. And uh, by the time that third race was over, I will say, I couldn't help but question, have I ruined my whole life? Lord, did I let my pride blind me? And now I have, I went too fast and I've, I'll have no political future and all this. I've, I often put it this way. I went about as close to the dark forest of depression as you could go without stepping in. And the only reason why I didn't step in is because I knew it wouldn't be God leading me into that point. And uh, that is the only thing that probably kept me out. But I'll tell you what, the lessons learned from those three races have truly grown me up and strengthened me spiritually and internally more than any victory ever, ever would have. And you can see that now. And, and so we, we go back to when you're on your knees and, and maybe even after the second loss and without hindsight being 2020, you're scared to death, right? Like what, what was it that got you up off of your knees? And we know it was, it was God's voice and, and vision, but I'm interested in that step between, between failure what some would call failure and actually making that step of getting up and saying, you know what, God has a plan for me. I'm going to take it. I'm interested in in between what was going on when you were trying to figure out the next step. Well, it's interesting because at that time I actually worked at the Salvation Army Croc Center. That would have been back in 2010. And as I opened with that, I very clearly remember my conversation with the Lord down on my knees in my office about Lord, wherever you want me, I will go whatever you want me to do. And I really thought that maybe that would be an exit from politics. Perhaps he wanted me to go into full-time ministry or something like that. After all, I was with the Salvation Army. In fact, there was even a lot of folks at the Salvation Army who thought that my wife and I might be cut out to be officers in the Salvation Army. But I'll tell you what, during that time, I continued to pray and seek God's guidance. And I will tell you, the way was not clear. I knew where he had put me at that point, and we moved forward and still enjoyed our life. But gone from me was this detailed plan of what I thought my future would be. Because I was always one of those guys that ever since an early age had written out age by age what I hoped to accomplish, what year it was going to take place, where I would be at my career, and so on. And you know what? Very little of it came to pass. And what I'm finding is, and I shared this with you in a previous conversation, what I have found in my life is when I look back, and I'm not that old, I'm 43 years old, but when I look back at the section of my life that is before today, what I notice is this, oftentimes the things that have caused me the most angst, the most frustration, the most stress, the most worry, the most anxiety, 
those were the things that I had on my list of what I wanted to do and when I wanted to do them. And the great irony is, if I stop for a moment and think about the things that have brought me the most satisfaction, joy, and happiness to this point in my life, they are things that I never plotted, never planned, never schemed, in some instances, never even dreamt would be a part of my life. And so I guess if anyone's listening to this podcast, maybe the one lesson you should take from today is this. God has created you for a purpose. And if you genuinely and sincerely seek him for guidance, he will not take that lightly. He will come alongside you and he will lead you in the way that he has planned for you. The warning would be this. There's a good chance it won't look like anything you ever thought. But the good news is it will always be much more rewarding than anything you ever anticipated. And so here I am, mayor of the city of Ashland. Never thought I'd be mayor of the city of Ashland. And yet I have to tell you, even with all the challenges that we're going through with the pandemic, uh, with the changes in the economy due to the pandemic, with the um, civil unrest that you're seeing across the state and nation and so on, even in the midst of all of this, number one, there's a peace because you know that you're not here by accident. Number two, there is a certain comfort knowing that God can be trusted, so he will lead us through this, both me as the mayor and all of us together as a community. And number three, that there's no reason to be afraid because he is our protector and our provider. And uh, in the end, we will be successful. Matt, do you think that someone has to be on their knees, has to be driven down from their own personal goals and, and definitions of success to be able to see what's really in front of them as you've described? Or do you think it's possible to see that full richness that you've now been able to, to, to seize upon without being knocked down over and over again, run, loss, run, loss, run, loss. Uh, is that possible or do you have to struggle to, to actually be able to see? And that's a great question. I would suggest to you that when I take a look through history, because I don't know that I'm even equipped to answer that, but based on <laughs> what I see throughout history, the men and women who have made the greatest contributions to society the men and women who have made the greatest contributions in government, in business, in churches, in movements, in families, they usually are men and women who have such a rocky past full of struggle and quite honestly hurt in many instances, both emotional, physical, and otherwise, hurt and uh, turmoil. Perhaps that's because that is your training to develop the qualities needed to be a successful leader. I think so too. Once you realize that you're not in control, a certain humility does develop. And that humility then along with it usually comes kindness, compassion, understanding. All the things that are needed to run an organization or to uh, foster a spirit of teamwork that's needed to be successful. Because you can't accomplish anything on your own. I don't care if you're in politics, business, or otherwise. And so how do you build a team? Those are the qualities that are needed to build a strong, united team. 
So you look for, and so this has been so inspiring to to hear from you to understand. I think a lot of folks see successful people, see leaders, they see your smiling face, Matt, and they just think, you know, this is he was, he's just always been the mayor. He's just the way yeah. he's meant to be. And it, and and I think they see successful business people. And you and I in a previous conversation talked about you know Steve Jobs and all these big. There's no such thing as an overnight success, and it requires a lot of times on your knees, doesn't it? It does. It really does. And that looks different for different people. Yep. I understand. But there's something to it. I don't yeah. fully understand it, but there's something to it. You know, when we when we finally do fully understand it, that's when we don't know anything at all. I think that's the definition yeah. of, of humility. That's when we're on the right, wrong uh, yes. path, I think. Matt, you're, you are the mayor of Ashland now, and, and you've got a team, and you've got good spirit. Are you excited? What are you excited about next? Maybe not for Matt Miller, because you've already made it clear. God's going to bring <laughs> that to right. you tomorrow. But but just overall, what are the hurdles that were, that are on the next plate, what are you trying to accomplish here next? You know, the thing that I am most excited about or looking forward to the most is I believe we've just started with the improvements that are taking place with our city. The first three years, I'm in my first term for anyone listening, for the first three years, you know, a lot of that has been laying the groundwork and setting the stage for the growth and the prosperity of our community. And so, for example, the thing that's on my mind is Do you realize here in the city of Ashton, a city that went many years without seeing any real new housing development take place, we have on the horizon right now almost 500 new housing units in the form of apartments, condos, and homes that are going to be built or in the process of of being designed or in some instances, the dirt's even moving. But that's going to change the complexion of Ashton because 500 more units living units, those aren't all going to be inhabited by existing citizens. Those are going to be folks moving into our community. And when you take a look at what's happening and the patterns that are developing, more and more people are moving out of the larger urban areas into places that are peaceful, that are are, uh, very much uh, traditional Americana like Ashland. And so it's like there are moments that it's been on my mind the last few weeks. Wow. We're so excited that we'll be getting new people and moving into our community. It'll grow our economy, increase opportunity for everyone who lives here. But you know, wow, we got to make sure that as we get bigger and as the world takes notice of Ashland, that we still work hard to preserve all those things that everyone loves about Ashland, you. you know? And so that's probably the biggest challenge, I think, on the horizon for all of us. But I'm sure we'll rise to meet it. Yeah, I like that answer. I hadn't thought about that part of it, too. We've got to keep the culture right, don't we? We can't just grow. Absolutely, because people want to come here because it's a peaceful, kind, small, rule values community. And as we continue to grow, we must make sure that we hang on to those things. See, that's why you're married. You think about this. <laughs> that's right. Well done. Hey, uh, Mayor Miller, if, if someone wanted to know more about Ashland or maybe know more about you in general and just wants to reach out, how would you have them? do that. To get well, you know what? Anyone can email me at mayor at ashland-ohio.com. Uh, we also, though, if they want to learn more about me or my background and what we're thinking about here in the city, you can always visit our uh, mattmillerforashland.com. It's a website and it also is an easy way for people to get in touch with me. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Right. I, and I'll, I'll probably say thank you 15 times, but I mean no this problem. very one thank time. You. Your vision for this city and the, uh, the leadership that you provide and the spirit you provide, I thank you for that. And I'm glad that you are not a Washington 
congressional. Hey, yes. You know what? I am too. Okay. And I genuinely, sincerely me believe that. I am not at all disappointed. People will ask me that. And I'm not at all disappointed because I'll tell you what, it's a lot of fun to be the mayor of the city of Ashland. Right. Especially when you're doing the yeah. things you're doing. And, and yeah. that, to me, that's the definition of success. And so yeah. thank you very much for thank being you. our guest on A Dash of Grid. I am thrilled to bring you Dash of Grid. It's brought to you by Spire. And, you know, we just talked about it. Success brings challenges and ceilings and hurdles and all these things that can get in your way as a business or as an organization. Spire Advertising is here to help you through those challenges and those uh, those opportunities for growth. We want to be on your team with marketing and, and growth design campaigns. So reach out if you'd like to. We're at spiread.com. If you click on the contact sales button, I will answer and happily will uh, return your call. I'm Brian Leffelock, Director of Sales with Spire Advertising. Thank you once more to Mayor Thank Matt you. Miller of Ashland City. Appreciate your time on Dash of Grit, and we will look forward to the next episode of Dash of Grit. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.